0: my do
1: welcome back 390 millionaires it's me your host patrick and i beat covid it took me took me down for a few days i wasn't on the last episode but i am back i'm stronger than ever um and i've also discovered covid israel oh sorry andre those those vaccines actually do work so it's uh i don't know some uncomfortable conversations we're gonna have uh in the future but That's not why you're listening to the podcast. That's not why you're here right now. Uh, You're here to get your weekly update on the 390 League. And as always, as is tradition, I'm here with my co-hosts, Mike and Jay. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing?
0: That COVID must have really affected you because you don't even remember that you were on the show last week. You didn't miss it. You podcasted with us. It was a great show. It was a banger.
1: Oh, yes. As I've been told. (laughs)
0: No we're doing well it's a little late in the week we've got the Thursday games already done but I look forward to uh breaking it down and talking about how uh shit some people's teams are and the massive parody we have in the league or would you call that parody or would you call that like division
1: i I, I called it um I called it in our notes for the the league news spoiler alert uh, I called it a tale of two cities
0: mm-hmm like that
1: yeah Jay what the fucks up
0: you guys are you
1: familiar with the
2: app be real um it's uh, it's where you just come to uh social media with exactly what's going on in your life uh, and that's what i'm doing right now I'm coming to social media this podcast with exactly what's going on in my life i never i don't have covid but i have a kid and he's upset probably at the parody in this league so let's talk about that some more
1: <laughs> is it possible your child is tired because i know it's like quite late for you right now right Oh, I'm gonna go is, with
0: uh, I'm gonna go with yeah on that one. If I'm no expert, but um, <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a
1: scientist on children. But if I was, I would say it's too late.
0: Yeah, I think. Uh, well, Jay, I'm just appreciative that you're here. Believe it or not, for the second week in a row, another dad in the league, no names mentioned, Gertie, decided to fucking ghost us again. So no guests once again. It's a damn shame. Like, what does? Does no one have any respect in this league anymore?
2: Well, I'll tell you what, Miles, I, I showed him uh, Pat Howell's team and his record, and that's really where a lot of that upsetness came from. Uh, we thank Miles for being a guest on the podcast and giving his, uh, his uncensored thoughts uh, on the league. He'll have more to say later on as we go through, but absolutely, the disrespect of uh, people promising to be guests. Listen, a lot of people talk, a lot of talk in the chats, uh, and when it comes time to back it up on the pod, they're nowhere to be found. Am I surprised?
1: Gentlemen, no, I am not. This is just the the quality of characters we have in the league. Um, I think, and, and thank goodness, we've had some great change so far this year with like the new commissionership. But I I, I think there's been a um, a, uh, a culture cultivated that um, is one that that doesn't stay true to its word. It it um, is sort of fast and loose with its obligations it's just not a really um, healthy place to exist but thankfully our new leadership is kind of rooting out that corruption uh, and I would say for like this podcast is becoming a bit of an institution for 390 we're trying to shine a light on a better way to do things and I I, I want to take this time and, and thank both of you gentlemen for like being a part of it being being a part of the solution
2: uh, thank you so much. Listen, I think, uh, you know, you struck at some of the key issues at the heart of this league, something that the league uh, may or may not be looking into when we talk <laughs> about respect, uh, following up on your word. Um, I obviously can't comment whether there is or is not any investigations ongoing. But um, I agree. The 390 million years podcast has been something that's brought us all together. And I look forward to its many, many years
1: uh, continuance um mike i think this would be a really funny time to check in how many listens we had on last week's episode
0: oh at least like uh 4700 if i was not mistaken
1: whoa yeah. that's great those numbers cool. are a little down too right like we're usually uh, a little bit above that. yeah exactly um, so 4,700. we'll take that we'll take
0: that yeah so you know looking it says 12 but i think that's got to be a publishing error must be a data <laughs> You know, I'm taking data in school right now. A lot of errors can yeah. happen behind the scenes with that stuff. So Totally. totally. Yeah, yeah. 12 numbers, people they say in the numbers
1: league. don't lie, but numbers do lie sometimes yeah. when they're yeah. the wrong. <sighs> numbers. So, yeah, absolutely yeah. true.
2: They do lie. Speaking of numbers lying, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, again, once again in the league, uh, a little bit surprised to see this. I think it's uh, a number of weeks ongoing here. Six teams won. Six teams lost.
1: Yeah, what? Jay. You, it's crazy. <laughs> what? It's crazy. It, we seem to we, we always think one week it's gonna be a little bit different, but I, I think this is the 37th week in a row where mm-hmm, we've had mm-hmm. six teams win, six teams lose. It's mind-boggling. Uh, Vegas it. Vegas is all over this too. Yeah. So um I, I don't know. Vegas does it again. Uh, but yeah, Jay, you bring up a, a hell of a point. Let's do the let's do a quick recap of what happened last week. Um, Mike, uh, <laughs> fellow co-host absolutely crushed me. Um, I am the wet paper of fantasy football this year. Um, I can't, I have not broken a hundred. Um, I'm, uh, uh, speaking from my own perspective on my team. Um, I'm a broken man on a Halifax pier, um, which it's tough, Great it's tough spot to be tough spot to be um sudsy takes out uh andre by a score 127 to 107 um jay gets another win 135 over 70 over ryan 77 so so we'll get into this a little bit further but Mm -hmm. some some quite quite different scores um neville 145 with over uh fuck boy uh (laughs) curtis uh with 86 points uh danish getting the top score of the um of the week uh and up there i think that cracks the top 10 list of scores of all time but gets a 177 over a 95 uh gertie's team so uh, danish is hot to trot right now um and uh and my brother mike uh takes out uh his dreaded rival nolan um who can't even crack 85 points um so we're seeing we're seeing some big big points from some teams and some like ghostly performances from others i'm part of the ghosts you guys are part of the giants Mm -hmm. why do you think that's happening this year like what are why are we seeing why are we seeing these like um, we brought it up earlier. The tale of two cities, where the, the 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 wide division of fantasy teams that we mm-hmm. have. Like I can't figure oh. it out.
0: You know what's crazy? The second week in a row, where all the highest scores won. So like no one mm. in the league would have won against another opponent. Like usually you've got that disparity where it's like shit. I had a really good week and I would have beat five other teams. Both weeks our league has been top six scores have won which is pretty wild um that comes down to scheduling so Jay, great job no one can say they're out of luck i've scored a lot of points it's just your team didn't perform you weren't in the top six and here we are it's crazy two and oh times five and oh and two times five but it's about to change if i know my math like i think i do
2: well you are in school for data so i'm listening to what you're having to say I think to Howell's question, why is it going this way? It's impossible to answer, right? I mean, you think about the the wide swath of different players, different teams have you want to point to some some um, weaker games in the nfl schedule in weeks one and two uh, perhaps but it it doesn't explain how there's some teams going off and some teams not so it's it's an anomaly it's going to be interesting to see how long it continues certainly we've got this long streak going the six teams winning six teams losing so maybe this whole six highest scores beat all six lowest scores is going to continue as well i'm excited to find out
1: I love how like hilariously obvious that sounds when we say the six highest scorers are winning their games. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the way it should work. But we do know that fantasy mm-hmm. often doesn't like follow that logic. Oh, um, absolutely. Specifically for for me, I know my team. One thing that I'm seeing is like we're not scoring touchdowns. Another mm. obvi- obvious statement. But I like I I think Mike, your uh, yours and I our matchup last week was like. Um, a perfect sort of like uh, microcosm of, of of that situation because you had you had uh, the sun god Amon Raw Saint Brown yeah. go off for three touchdowns I think or was it two, uh,
0: two and then and oh just eighty scrimmage yards
1: yeah, yeah whack load of yards yeah. and then you had Nick Chubb go for three touchdowns yeah. as well mm-hmm. and it's like you had two players blow up and I I like my my best um. My number one pick, J- J- CMC, got 15 points, which is great. Like that's what we that's what we pick him to do every yeah. week. But I, he's not like nobody else is really performing. There uh, and, and this isn't this isn't this isn't to say that like um I've got a bad beat like Dak's out, but that's mm-hmm. that's not what I'm saying. Like my team is not scoring touchdowns. And like without the touchdowns, you're not going to win fantasy games.
0: You had Joe <laughs> Flacco put up 26 points if you knew that going into the week you'd be like shit i'm probably gonna win this week
1: totally yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. what did kirk cousins do last week yeah, nothing he just got absolutely manhandled. ducks are mm. Going ducks oh he his Ugh. his performance in prime time is mm-hmm. like it, it's got to be studied because it's incredible um but this this episode isn't about how bad my team is because everybody already knows yeah i i'm I'm not the man I once was in fantasy, but we don't need mm-hmm. to talk about this anymore. Um, I've got some quick updates on like actual NFL stuff happening. I think we can run through this pretty quickly. Uh, last, uh, last week, Trey Lance uh, busted up his ankle pretty bad. Um, he's out for the year. Um, I think watching it it, very, it, it reminded me very much of uh, when Dak Prescott Um, lost the season a few years ago Uh, kind of the same sort of thing his ankle just sort of popped a different way and it's like oh Mm -hmm. shit the fucked up thing about the Trey Lance injury is that he didn't know until he tried to put weight on it that his leg was like tilted at like 25 degrees or something it it was it was brutal so that fucks over that fucks over Nolan Um, Mm -hmm. and then Jimmy G goes to Gertie and once again Gertie just living it up blessed i I, i've got a i've got a story from draft day with uh, about jimmy g and gertie um i uh really stupidly told gertie in between picks that i was going to go for jimmy g Mm. over discovered and then uh gertie's player i think was taken just before his pick and gertie was like in classic gertie fashion was like i gotta do it i gotta take jimmy g (laughs) back and i was like okay i
2: guess who you are as a person
1: yeah so uh gertie's got jimmy g uh he's got that third starting quarterback so so gertie Gertie's sitting in a good spot uh mike you might be affected by this next news justin herbert uh we are not sure if he's gonna play this week how do you feel
0: man like two days ago they were like he's good ready to go yahoo even said justin herbert will be under center Yahoo is, like, the number one most trusted news source in the world, so don't know how they could be wrong. So I made my Survivor pick. Spoiler alert. Maybe I'll change that. Got a lot of stock in Herbie. Then I'm just, like, barbecuing a steak tonight, and it's, like, Herbert didn't practice status up in the air. I was, like, way to ruin my weekend, guys. Like, just trying to enjoy my weekend over here.
1: Fuck. It's it's gone do- downhill pretty quickly for Herbert, so mm-hmm. that, that'll be a situation to continue watching. But I, I feel um,
0: okay to answer your question. I've got uh, D. Jones and Marcus Mariota. Obviously, no Herbert, but serviceable to maybe get me through the week. Sure, sure,
1: absolutely. The Joe Flacco of replacements, right? Like, absolutely. That's right. I know that game. I know that game big time. Um, Josh Jacobs, he's got that tummy ache. Not traveling with the team. Uh, does not look like he's going to suit up. So. Um, well, you probably have to
0: travel with the team to suit up, so
1: maybe, maybe we don't know that for sure. We don't know yeah. that. Um, George Kittle missing uh, the first two weeks of the season, or maybe just one. Anyways, he's been out of action for a little bit. Um, but he's he's supposed to be back this weekend. Uh, Kyle Shanahan saying that he's good to go. George Kittle saying he's excited to start playing football again. Um, so I think we got we got Kittle so back and ready.
0: Is there traction to the thing that the 49ers have a terrible training program or like athletic, not trainer. What's the word I'm looking for? Or the staffer I'm looking for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sort of, sort of that, like that, um, injury management. Yeah. Like
0: how many, like last year, you look back at the Niners. I feel like it was like every other week a player was out. Now this year we've got Eli Mitchell, Trey Lance, Kittle. I don't know if that was football related or not, but like strength and conditioning, that's what I was looking for. like, is that coach just terrible in San Fran? Because there were talk, was talk of that last year, and this year seems to be very similar. And I don't follow my coaches very well, so I don't know. But seems obvious.
2: I remember um, last year there was some discussion around the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, and and how rarely it seemed they got injured, and it was a, there was a whole kind of like wondering is like are they doing something different on the health sciences thing is it are they getting more sleep like whatever it is and they never it's so hard to prove a correlation right so it's a great question to say are there some football teams that what they allow their players to do when it comes to rest or how they strengthen condition specific athletes specific ways it's a great question i don't know that we'll ever get an answer though
1: um yeah, it's, it's it's strange times in San Francisco. Like, they're definitely always the odds-on favor to have some sort of injury. I mean, like, their season was derailed last year because of the injuries, and um, I don't know. Football's a brutal sport, but, yeah, very, very strange. Um, this is my own personal vendetta, but I, I, I love to highlight the, the Fuck Russ tour is uh, kicking off nicely. He had a terrible performance last week. He, he got... Um, absolutely uh heartbreakingly demolished in in week one um and everybody's coming out of the woodworks now to dunk on on russ um former seahawks i, I saw a video of Richard chairman and uh kj Wright absolutely dunking on on russ t- telling uh there's on their podcast talking about like he was held to a different standard it was creating animosity between the defense the like the and when I say defense, I mean like the legend the Legion of Boom, like this this Hall of Fame worthy quartet of DBs and, and and defenses and um and they were like they were like we're the ones winning games. Russ is the one like who's who's being sort of um allowed to make these mistakes or just like not, not do these things. It was it, very, very interesting. And then, uh, and Pete Carroll, after they, after the uh, Seahawks did beat the Broncos in week one, like went out and was like, um, yeah, Russ is a, Russ is a different cat. He's, this is the way he is, but I like the team that we got. And, and so it's like everybody, everybody seems to be cutting ties with them. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I love to see the, the fuck Russ stuff. Um,
0: mm.
1: He's just, I, I can't stand the man. He's like a, a worse version of Tebow.
0: That, that aside, your personal vendetta, my take on the situation is more the coaching and what they're doing with that team right now, especially on the offensive side of the ball. It just seems very confusing, just having watched them play, especially the Monday night and then a little bit of the Houston game because I had them in Survivor. I just don't know that they're utilizing the players they've got in a way that makes sense.
1: I know we're trying to do a quick episode, but, like, Mike, I, 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 I want to, like, dig into this a little bit. Like, if you were the coach of the Denver Broncos right now, like, yeah. what would you do? What would I do? Yeah.
0: I think with the like, with, person- yeah. personnel-wise. Mm-hmm. Like. I think you'd run that, what, that 11 look? One tight end, Jamal Williams, get your three, uh, your three wide receivers out there. Well, Judy's hurt now. Judy Sutton and uh, Hamler. And I think you just put the ball in Russ's hands with shotgun and kind of run, like, a bit of, like, an air raid. They're kind of
2: no, 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 no. If you're a new coach, you cannot put the ball in Russ's hands. The ball in Russ's (laughs) hands. Russ is going to outlast you, right? If you're a new coach, if you're Nathaniel Hackett. You didn't get paid a brand new $200 million contract, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. You cannot. You put the ball in Russ's hands and he succeeds. You're fired because we don't need you. We got Russ. (laughs) You put the ball in his hands and he doesn't succeed. You're fired because you didn't do a good enough job with the QB. Who's our franchise QB at this point. No, 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 no. You game, you scheme, you do whatever you give it to your kicker. You give it to your kicker, and if the kicker misses, you say the kicker missed. And then the kicker will get cut real quick. You keep your job. Russ keeps his job. Russ is your best friend if you want to have a job in Denver. He has to be. He's going to be. Um, so respectfully, Mike, what an atrocious idea you've just had.
1: <laughs> um, for the bird brains that that were listening mm-hmm. to the podcast, Mike did say Jamal Williams. Um, and we, we can roll that back. I think he meant Javante Williams. <laughs> Which um, is hilarious because there was some behind yes. the scene controversy <laughs> this week um, from another league yeah. that I don't think any of us are a part of. But yeah. Mike may have spoken to a friend, uh, our friend, our loyal listener Troy, uh, and, <laughs> and heard about his uh, his grief with his with his other league. But that's that's another podcast. That's another, Literally, that's another, it's another yeah.
0: podcast. <laughs> it's another it's kettle of dumbest, fish.
1: It's the dumbest fucking podcast. Yeah. Um, it's well, it's atrocious.
0: What's your take? Oh well.
1: Oh yeah, I, I you go Javante. Javante's yeah. a superstar.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think you I think you build the entire offense around him. Um and you have Russell who can throw the ball, but I think uh, the, it, like like why not use the talent you have?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? And Javante, Javante like feed him the ball twenty five times a game. Let everybody else sort of play that situ- situational game, right? Get Judy doing the the slot stuff. Get Cortland Sutton going down the field. Um, who's the tight end? They uh, Oh, whatever. Just call his him. Name. O. Al- yeah. Oh, Alberto. Um, just like there's pieces there, but like the feature should be Javante. And don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. Like put mm-hmm. put the ball in your best player's hands, and Javante is like. I'd be curious to see what people like what other teams in the league would trade for Javante. I know dynasty wise I offered you three first rounders for Javante Mike like in our one league because like that's how much I think of the guy. Like I think he's he's an absolute stud. Um, But yeah, that's it. We had um, we had the Thursday night game last night. I I just had a quick uh, um, quick few takeaways from it. Um, Pittsburgh is atrocious. Mitch Trubisky needs to be Benched as soon as possible. Kenny Pickett needs to get 100%. in there. Um, they are they are unwatchable. Like the Steelers are unwatchable at the moment. Um, Nick Chubb doing great, great things. Very very solid back. Amari um, Cooper had a a, a, a game, um, and I got absolutely screwed over by the Cleveland Browns defense scoring a last second touchdown. So I don't know who's got Browns this week in three ninety. That's me you got the Browns. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, like that's, uh, I mean, you were, you were not nine seconds left in that game. You were not happy with what the Browns have done so far. I think they were sitting at like two or three points and then to get the fumble, uh, touchdown, like brings them to double digits. It's wild how fantasy works. Amazing.
0: I don't know. Sorry, not to segue too far outside of the realm of fantasy here, but it's very relevant. I don't know if you guys heard about the fan duel promotion bet that was on last night, the Pat McAfee one. I did. Yeah, so it was yes. like Steelers plus 7.5. Um, I think it was Chubb and Harris both go for TD. It paid 8-1. to one. Um, Former commissioner of the show may have thrown 50 bucks on that and was like, I'm winning the sweet 400. And I was like, yeah, man. And I literally went to bed. I, I didn't stay around for the review. And I was like, yeah. I went to bed? Like, congrats. And he's like, they just scored a defensive TD. I was like, what the fuck? And then, anyways, really cool FanDuel duel refunded all of those bets today because of that last second bad beat.
1: The uh, the the Pat McAfee FanDuel collaboration. I watch I watch Pat McAfee a lot during the weekdays. Um that makes sense. It's awesome. I love I love their their connection um and Pat McAfee's reaction to it was like it's just so funny. Think what you want about the Pat McAfee show, but I enjoyed it. It's entertaining. Um gentlemen our next uh, our next segment uh we've got wendy's waiver wire we got a new sponsor is that real several
0: yeah you all were again you were here last week i don't know why you don't remember yeah, this but. i guess
1: my uh my bird brain uh not not remembering it all um so wendy's waiver wire let's do let's do a quick review um gentlemen let's pick one waiver wire edition that you think has some has some waves to it we won't go through the, mm-hmm. the whole thing um, well, there wasn't very were. many.
0: There was the one big one I think we need to talk about.
1: Well, start us off then, Mike. What's the one
0: big one? Mr. Garrett Wilson, I think getting major, major hype. I put my bid in and I was like, I wondered if I was a little high. I ended up being one, two, three, four, fifth with 16. Hot dog in a hallway taking them for $36. The commissioner second with 28. Ryan with 21 and Andre learning how to use learn learning how to use that waiver wire 21 yeah impressive
1: yeah Garrett Wilson with a huge breakout game last week um, in that come from behind victory over the uh, um, the the browns right mm-hmm. By my the boy. Browns yeah yeah the Browns interesting um,
0: trend sorry interesting trend with the wide receivers rookies don't tend to break out this early like you've got mm. Garrett coming out, Olave had 13 targets, I think five receptions, 80 something yards last week. Drake London started hot in Atlanta. Like you don't see it that quick normally with these guys.
1: It's the new trend. The the rookie wide receivers are ready to play. Like it's it's pretty incredible, actually. The the caliber of player we've seen come out over the last like several years. Uh Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, um, Garrett Wilson. I don't know if Garrett Wilson's on that level, but my God, if he is like the, mm-hmm. the, the Jets have an absolute steal. Um, Jay, what's your what's your sort of pick for the week? Well, it's interesting.
2: You kind of already mentioned it. I'm not going to take a particular pick. I'm going to take a couple of picks. And that is Andre with two um, waiver wire um, uh, uh, selections and then uh, another pair. And he should be embarrassed about this, but another pair of moves later on in the week. So um, as we've said uh, numerous times to some of our various league mates, use the waiver wire to improve your team. Uh, and listen, Andre has done it. He spent a buck. Uh, he got Sterling Shepard. He dropped Tony. Tony hasn't been doing much. We were hopeful, but it's not there. Got a defense with Kansas city and then, um, made a couple of interesting moves. He, uh, he dumped Hunter Henry to pick up chase Daniel who may play for the chargers, but then he thought better of that got rid of chase Daniel and got Brandon Bolden. That, he might split some carries with, uh, uh Josh Jacob having the tummy flu. So here, here's just hats off to Andre um unburdened um by the fact that he doesn't have to worry about being a commissioner anymore (laughs) let me tell you it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of effort um for myself it didn't for him in the past couple years but free of that (laughs) burden he is doing fantasy football work and as the current commissioner i applaud the former commissioner excited to see what his matchup looks like this week
1: um, I think my pick is all the defenses that went. I mean, it's everybody's doing their, their juggling. Oh, you um, like defenses? I, Didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm. Um, I've got i got my eggs in the Philly defense. I'm hoping that they're kind of the defense aside from Buffalo this year. Buffalo is like the the. Uh, or like clubhouse leader already in terms of like mm-hmm. mercy points. But I'm hoping with that performance that Philly had on that Monday night against uh, the Vikings, I'm kind of hoping the, Phil- the the Eagles have something. Um, I, I need, I need, I need a break. I need something to turn my season around. So I'm going to highlight my own pick, which um, makes me a total Homer, but mm-hmm. that's our waiver wire. We do have another section related to the waiver wire in terms of league transactions. We got the Tim Hortons trade center. Um, Big trade this week uh, between myself and Neville. Very interesting how this sort of came about. I literally got an email. I saw the email. I saw the players, and I accepted. One and done. Uh, Terry And and I just want to jump
2: in here. Mike immediately in the chat had some strong opinions, and I'd like him to (laughs) to explain them. I'd like him to back them up. Uh, He was hot on this immediately, and I want to hear about it.
1: Absolutely, he was. Let me just let, let me just outline the terms. Terry what? McCorn and Damian Harris go <laughs> to me for one Alvin Kamara, so I trade I trade that stud running back for um, a little more depth at wide receiver and running back. But Mike, you said uh, in the chat, if I recall correctly, there is a clear winner in this. So, like, yeah, break break it down for yeah.
0: us. You know, I, just a little bit of a um, background info on this. Just you know, a large part of that was me just fucking with Neville. In fact, about 95% of it. I just As is tradition. Yeah. The guy just the guy puts so much thought into everything. So if you just throw it, well this is clearly one sided. That was basically what I was intending there. Um on this trade though, I do think I do like Neville's side better because he gets Kamara he gets the better player. Um, he clearly listens to the Fantasy Pro podcast. They said to go buy him so now we know, Neville, you listen to fantasy pros and you're just going to be going for their advice. So I will be listening and trying to, um, you know, maybe buy those low players that they're telling you to sell. Anyways, that's another another podcast for another day. Um, I don't mind when you got back, Hallwell. I just think it would hope it would be a little stronger on the RB side or a wide receiver one. Like just to give Kamara up right now, I, I still am not, you know, you know my... Great relationship with the Saints. Yeah. Um, I still think there's some hope there, but I get it. You need to make a move. You want to shake things up, and sometimes, you know, the chemistry in the locker room just isn't there. True.
1: And we spoke we spoke privately about this, and, and, and you had already told me that you were like, I, I yeah. actually do like Neville's side more. Um, for me, that week one play with Kamara, um, Winston doesn't use him the same way that Drew Brees did, um, which was like that Kamara is is the the league winner, Kamara. Mm-hmm. Um but the uh the Saints are still utilizing after they told us that they wouldn't, are still util- utilising Taysom Hill in that that goal back situation. So like for me, Alvin kamara's value was only gonna drop this year. Like I just don't my projection of him is like I don't see him. I don't see him performing where I drafted him, which was the second <laughs> round. So, like, I was like, I could either I could get some value for him right now, which, uh, and, and I have a follow up to this because uh, Mike, you said it, you thought that I could get more. Um, there were people in the league that reached out to me that said they they would have offered more, but then didn't go into specifics about it. So, uh, I want to call it those cowards. But um, Terry McLaurin, I think, is like, I was thinking about this today. He's like the Keenan Allen of wide receiver.
2: I'm going to stop you right there. Um, I don't need to hear the in-depth discussion of your viewpoint of the trade. That's not what this podcast is for. I'm going to be honest with you. The trade got made. You gave your opinion of it. I'm so happy to have heard that. I agree. I'm on Neville's side. Uh, Let's move on. Um, I'm, I'm done. I don't need your whole explanation about why your team is bad. I'm seeing it in real time
1: commissioner you're totally right you're totally right so we're going to move on to the next section uh trades done trades over um <laughs> do we have any uh we got rumor mill presented by carls jr
0: <laughs> yeah i think just you know to segue a little bit onto what you were saying Howell, um i think the one thing i've heard or had some talks on are just rumbling out there and i think we said this last year about someone's team and i can't quite remember who Um, I don't think Jimmy's going to pass me an out in time, but remember we said, I think it might have been Andre. It was like Andre needs to make a trade right now in order to compete the rest of the year. He was in that spot where he had to like make a move and he had the pieces to do it and then he didn't. I feel the exact same way about Gertie's team right now. Mm. He has fucking solid wide receivers. Cup, Chase, Kirk. I think he's even got another good one in there. His running backs, though, are Akers and Stevenson, and that is rough. If Gertie can make a move for an RB1 or even a fringe RB1, RB2 with one of those receivers, he would be in the golden spot. Let's not say golden. Let's not give him too much hope, but he's 0-2 right now, and I think he can bring it back a little bit. So that's what I've kind of observed in the atmosphere out there and think where a move could be made in the league. Um,
1: at, so rumor I can confirm this rumor Gertie reached out to me the day after the trade was completed I was like why didn't you come in and talk to me it's like well first of all my, my job isn't to make your team better my job is to make my team better and so like sure. um, I just want to call it Gertie for being like not jumping at the opportunity to make his team better like he just let it he let it pass by so and I, I think that speaks directly to your point Mike like um, he's got to pull the trigger on something Mm-hmm. Um if, if he want if he wants to uh make some uh, defend that title. Yeah. Which like and, and as a defending champs go, he he's not very threatening. No,
0: no, not at all. He,
2: no, I think that's something that's a, you guys bring up a good point in the league. Uh there are people who sit back and wait for something to happen to them, and there are people who go and make things happen for themselves. And I think it's important to recognize listen. For anyone listening to this podcast in the league right now, conversations are happening. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're mm-hmm. sitting there and you're thinking, "Oh my gosh, I, no one, no one's talking about anything." Oh, we are, we are, or, or they are. Or, you know, the conversations are happening on an ongoing, consistent basis. Listen, like it's 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 out there. So, if you think. That there's uh, some options. If you think that you want to make a move, if you feel that you, if you're zero and two, basically, let me tell you, if you're zero two. Start having some conversations. Start putting some feelers mm-hmm. out there. Let some people know that you got somebody on the block who might be desirable. Right? I mean, it's a, it's a whole bunch of oh, oh, you you didn't send a message to the entire league that you were working on a trade with somebody. Of course not. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So yeah. uh, get get on there. Get in there. Start putting the feelers out. Listen. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, this is a good league. These are good boys for the most part. You just put us some feeling, Hey, are you thinking, would you be open to talking about this? Are you talking, to- you know, I've got this on offer. Is that something that interests you? Get those messages going. Otherwise you're just going to be on the sideline, texting a bunch of people being like, Oh, why didn't you message me about this <laughs> while you defend and try not to lose, uh, the final match of the game and end up making a calendar.
0: Exactly. Well said, Jay. One other point I'll add in the segment, uh, pat you mentioned it getting a trade you love or just want to take and just accepting it is so great you don't have to do any of that like dancing around like how do you feel about so and so when you're like you know when you're always trying to play that trade game just get a yeah. deal that makes sense to you and accept it i did it in the dynasty league with just a draft pick it wasn't anything huge with nolan but it was just like the trade made sense and you just accepted and we didn't even fucking talk about it it just yeah. feels good
1: it doesn't happen that often, especially with Neville. But I, but this time I was like, yeah, you, you did it right, buddy. Like, good for you.
0: Wait, you didn't How get is. an eight-page soliloquy?
1: I did not. I did oh, not. Um, he just he sent it. It kind of just like that folded pe- piece of paper <laughs> with a number on it across the table. Mm-hmm. I opened it up and I just nodded my head. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's do this. <clears throat> um, okay, gentlemen, uh, we are uh, we're gonna slam through the rest of this podcast. We're gonna do the uh, predictions right now. Um, we uh, we are keeping track of our pickums this this year. Uh, cool. As I remember vividly from last week, we had a, a woeful performance for week one. Uh, but I'm happy to say that we all responded um, appropriately uh, and, and had a tremendous week two. Um, two of us going four and two, uh, one of us going three and three, still very respectable. Um, our overall records are as follows. I am at six and six. I somehow made it back to 500. Uh, Mike is five and seven and Jay is three and nine. Um, It's still very close like this. Nobody's out of it by, by any means. Um, But we're kind of getting that, that we're finding our step, right? And and we'll find that rhythm here soon. But this week we got our six matchups. Mike, we're going to start you, uh, you first. You got the, the matchup between uh, myself and Gertie. Um, We have a, a bit of a split. In, in pickings, um, two of us have Gertie winning, and one has Holly. You are actually the person that has taken me mm-hmm, to win,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and I would love to hear why you think I am going to take it. Because I am a man who's broken, sitting on a Halifax pier.
0: Yeah, why I think you are going to take it is, um, first of all, quarterbacks. I think Lawrence and Jimmy G, not Garoppolo, are going to have rougher days. I think Cousins should have a good day against Detroit. Flacco's playing Cincy, and Cincy's been all over the map, and Flacco played well last week. So I could see that maybe being a higher-scoring affair, much like the Cleveland game. Um, So I think you come out top, could come out on top uh, quarterback-wise. Wide receivers, you know, I can't talk down Gertie's wide receivers, as I mentioned. He's benching Auk right now, which is kind of crazy. But I think where it comes down to is the running backs. I think McCaffrey... Is going to have a good week this week. I think he's coming back into form. He's playing the Saints at home. This could be like a three-touchdown day for McCaffrey. I could see it happening. I'm not inspired by Stevenson and Akers. Everett's looked decent with uh, the Chargers, but if um, Herbert doesn't play, that may suffer. And I think Knox is starting to pick it up, and then I don't mind A.J. Dillon splitting carries back there. So I'm giving this to Holly. It'll be close, but that that's my take
1: it's a huge momentum game this week for, mm-hmm. for Gertie and I, whoever comes out of this one with the win is like, you're, 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 you're confident. You're like, Oh, I can, I can do this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I am, I am nervous. I am nervous. Uh, Jay, you got the next game. It's, uh, it's Andre versus Curtis. Um, I'm the only one that's taken Andre, but you and Mike took Curtis. Why is that?
2: Well, um, uh, I applauded Kurt, uh, uh, Andre earlier in the show for making use of the waiver wire. Um, but also, uh, Needing to use the waiver wire too much is a problem. So when you make uh, four moves on the waiver wire, I start to worry. Uh, the thing that worries me even more <clears throat> is he's got Mac Jones in that QB two. Not a fan. Not a fan. Now I will say for Andre, he's got Kittle, who's coming back, who's going to play. That's great. On the other side, of that tight end coin, Darren Waller, has he been um, up to snuff from what we hoped for our, from last year? Not at all. Now. Uh, if I look at Fuckboy over here, he's got Josh Jacobs still in that RB2 slot, and I should penalize him for it, but I won't because he's got David Montgomery waiting on his goddamn bench he's got russell wilson he's got aaron Rodgers. and so for me the fuckboy is not going to be fucking around with somebody who did four moves on the way wire this recently um andre is doing what he can to improve his team he's got kyler murray um but uh, i don't think it's going to be enough so uh, curtis is where it's at in this matchup
0: i also think uh, sorry just a quick point here if you're picking up and playing bolden who hasn't done much of anything ever, really, um, that's a problem, if that's what you're relying on, this fill-in week, potentially, for Bolden. So maybe that speaks more to the long-term trajectory for Andre, but yeah, I agree.
1: Our next matchup is, uh, is Ryan versus Mike Holwell. Um, in a clean sweep by all the hosts, we've all taken Ryan, who is 0-2. The disrespect is huge for Mike here, but why do we think Ryan's going to pick up the first win of the week, Mike?
0: Comes down to QBs again. I think QBs are the central focus in this league. These um, Ryan's got Brady and Winston versus Goff and Fields, and I think Brady. You know that four twenty five game against Green Bay. I think he's going to come out fire, and he loves those games. He lives for those kind of atmospheres against a rival like that. Uh, Winston playing a division rival. So-so day, I think. But I just don't like Fields' Goff, although he started very well. I think this is uh, Minnesota's time here to take the Lions down on Sunday. Receivers, I love Mike. He's got Jefferson, Adams, Lamb. You know, I can't argue there, much like with Gerties. And then where it all falls apart for me is too much reliance on that Dallas running back game. You can't start Pollard and Zeke and expect to win. As your top two running backs, especially up against Mixon and Henry, I think the scales tipped towards Ryan this week.
1: Stars have aligned. Um, I'm going to jump in with the uh, the next matchup, uh, which is Nolan versus Jay. Um, I've got uh, I've got Jay winning the match, um, like Jay does. Uh, but Mike has chosen Nolan, but I think Jay takes it because uh, basically on the performance of that Thursday night. Stinker. Um, no one had Trubisky and uh, Deontay Johnson play. Um, neither of them really like performed very well. I, I, Trubisky takes the um, basically at almost 15 points, which is pretty good. Like it's it, it's certainly usable points, but um, I just think to have a QB uh, put up those numbers and then Jay's already had Najee Harris play, who got double digits. I, I, I just think there's a higher potential currently for Jay's team to continue, uh, continue rocking out. Um, good quarterback, uh, quarterbacks left to play. Nolan has Josh Allen and, and um, Jay has Matt Stafford and, and Jalen hurts. Like love, like love that, that matchup. I just think it's a balance, a more balanced team with Jay. Um, and I think that's why I, I'm, uh, I'm choosing Jay to, to beat Nolan this week. Um Jay, we're going to flip it over to you. Uh, one of the uh, massive heavyweight bouts in the league. We got Neville versus Suds, both two and zero, both uh, both trying to take the W to uh, to to thin the crowd at, at, at the top. Um, you've got Suds taking the win. Why is that?
2: Listen, I think um, all of us here recognize a certain pedigree um, when it comes to three toes and an ass cheek. Um, right now, I'm going to go. I'm going to go QB two. It's going to be really interesting. We got Tannehill versus Derek Carr, who are playing each other in real life. Um, Tennessee has been a big question mark. They've not looked good. They've not looked strong. It's been a, it's been a rough outing for Tennessee. I think people expected more from uh, Derek Carr. Now, I will say Derek Carr is dealing with a couple of issues on his weapons side. A lack of Joss Jacobs, a lack of Hunter Renfro is going to be of note and perhaps of issue. But... In the end, I like what I see from Suds' team. You got Eckler, you got uh, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's been doing uh, better than expected. You got Mike Williams there, and I think Tyree Kill is probably going to add to it. Listen, are we getting six more TD passes out of Tua Tagovailoa? Yes, we absolutely are. It's going to be a mayhem game. And I appreciate, I appreciate, all right, Lamar Jackson going against New England, Stephon Diggs going against uh, Miami, but it's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough. And so uh, Sut's going to take this one. Maybe it's a squeaker. I don't know. Maybe it's not. But uh, listen, I don't think Neville has a hope in hell.
1: Tough words, but the truth hurts sometimes. Um, our last game of the week is the other heavyweight bout, uh, Danish versus Mike uh, Pelt, uh, both 2-0. Oh. Um, I've had a an absolute change of faith mid-podcast here. Um, mm. I chose Mike originally to win it, but as I look oh. on their lineups, I, 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 mm-hmm. I've tilted towards Danish, uh, and I'll tell you why. Um, Danish's team is solid with Mahomes, Sutton, Cooper having a great display on the Thursday night. Uh, um, Aaron Jones, Antonio Gibson, Mark Andrews, DeAndre Swift, Tua. Tua coming off an absolutely massive game last week. And that Buffalo defense. When I look at Danish's team, the one spot that I have questions about is Darnell Mooney. Um, and when I look at Mike's team, who has already had Nick Chubb and the mm-hmm. Cleveland defense play and get great performances out of both of them, uh, Mike is currently leading the matchup by uh, 11-ish points right now. Um, I look at that, uh, that Joshua Dotson and that Drake London combo at wide receiver, uh, two and three for, uh, for Mike. And I just don't have the confidence that they're going to be able to, uh, repeat. Mike does have the sun God, um, Amon Ra. I, I mean, like anybody who didn't believe last year was real. Um, you deserve all the pain that you're getting this year with Amon Ra. You had the chance to draft him. He's he's an absolute stud. Jared Goff loves him. Um we need Kyle Pitts to get going for for Atlanta too. And we need there there there's just I have a lot more questions with Mike's lineup this week. Fair? And that's why I Fair. that's why I go with Danish.
0: I'll give you that. I think for me, I've got Judy if he plays, obviously he's going back in the lineup. And truth be told, guys, you know, there's been some tinkering happening. I don't know if I'm gonna go with Olave or Dotson yet. So I'm still toying between those two, um, long. Yeah, I, hmm?
1: Alave, Alave would definitely increase my confidence. Okay. Um, over over, I don't know, like London or Dotson. Dotson on the Philly D. Come on.
0: Yeah, that's 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 where I'm looking for sure. I think the Falcons have a good Sunday. I'm a little bit scared. I know how well you called me up for having too many Falcons, and I said no, I really only got Kyle Pitts, and here I am with three Falcons in my lineup on Sunday right now. Yeah. Um. If Kyle Pitts doesn't go for 70 yards on a touchdown, I will, like, I don't know. Sunday it's happening. It's the day. But what if it doesn't? Obviously. Is he on the, is he on the oh. block?
1: Yeah, that's a
2: great question.
0: Um, I'll listen to any offers anytime, whether he goes for 70 on a touchdown on Sunday or not. Um, right, right, right. I don't know. I'll, like, I'll, like, I don't even listen, know. Listen,
2: what I'm going to offer you for Pitts at the end of this week is uh, Darnell Mooney. Um So I'm going to send it off to Danish. Who Danish you don't have? put. No, just it. I mean, I could get him
0: three way trade,
2: get Mooney (laughs) out of there. Put him, put I don't know, get I get McKenzie in there, Landry. It doesn't matter. Pick somebody off the waiver wire, Mm -hmm. throw him in there instead of Mooney. Mooney's gonna go for the exact same number of points as Pitts will. Listen, Danish has Swift in the flex. This thing's over. Tua is gonna throw six more, and he's got Pat Mahomes on top of it against Buffalo. Against no, well, Pat Mahomes is going against the Colts. No, no, I brother. know. But
0: I'm, I'm, I'm he's just going too oh, fast. Yeah, too, man, okay, so so your shit.
2: I'm trying to hit the deadlines. <laughs> I'm a Tua believer. I'm upset that I don't have Tua in this league. I'm a Tua believer. Mm-hmm. This is before last week. This thing's going off, and 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 I appreciate that Mike is fielding a team, and that's great for him. But it's not going to matter. He could field a cricket team, and the outcome would be the same. This thing's going to Danish. You guys remember last year? You guys remember last year? We made so much sport and game of Neville. Oh, Neville, you're so silly. Oh, Neville, you don't know. And he rocked us, every last one of us, Mm -hmm. for about six weeks. And then he made a trade we don't need to talk about. But Danish hasn't made that trade yet. He will. And I'm going to try and be the person he trades with. But he hasn't made the trade yet. (laughs) Danish is going to rock each and every person he plays for at least three more weeks. All right. And this week just means it's Mike.
0: Okay. So, uh, if you're so confident, six pack bet on my matchup, I'll take me, you take done. Danish. Ooh, All right.
2: Done. Let's I got go. Danish. You got you done. That's signed, sealed, delivered, baby. Mm-hmm. I like IPAs. So why do This
1: content just anywhere, guys like that is a, <laughs> a live bet. There's no discussion beforehand about it. Um, commissioner having an edge tonight. I will say mm. that like, we're we're filming pretty late, uh, East Coast, and uh, <laughs> I can tell somebody is past their bedtime. <laughs> and
0: it's not miles.
1: <laughs> and it ain't miles. <laughs> uh, but guys, we uh, we committed to doing this in in under an hour. We're at nine fifty nine uh, Mountain Time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. We're done. I'm. We're going to save the pigeon carrier for next week uh, when we have a, a better schedule. Um, mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna call it at this this week. We're gonna have a guest ne- next week. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a good sure one. That somebody shows up. Um, but gentlemen, do you have anything mm-hmm. you want to say before we uh, we end the podcast?
0: No, I'm just a I'm a big collective arts guy. Jay ransack the universe. Um, any kind of IPAs along that line. So, cool. would love some of those Tuesday morning uh, showing up on my doorstep.
2: Uh, all I'll say is I'm in Victoria, B.C. A lot of really great local crafters here that I'm going to ask for specifically cannot wait for you to cover shipping costs.
1: Love it, guys. I love it. The heat's on. Uh, everybody enjoy the, uh, the games this weekend, and uh, we'll see you next week. <music>